0: This is Rilo's Quack Chat. As a call maker, I enjoy talking shop with other duck call makers. On this podcast, it's all about duck calls and duck hunting. From the marsh to the duck call shop, we're going to find the story behind the duck calls and the people that make them. This is Rilo's Quack Chat. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Riley Hendrickson with Rilo's Quack Chat talking about duck calls, duck hunting, and everything waterfowl right here in Indiana and abroad. Um, Yeah, so I haven't been on here for a long time, so because my wife uh, uses the Quack Chat studio for her office, now it's kind of hard for me to get back here. Um, and then in between losing my duck dog, Sally, um, having my diverticulitis come back full swing, um, being sick, uh, having orders on the books, all that stuff. It was very hard for me to get back here. Um, let alone schedule a episode with a guest. And I mean, I've got some past guests chomping at the bit, uh, um uh yeah, so um you definitely know who you are. I do want you to come back and we'll talk about some stuff, but uh it's just hard to get people on the uh, podcast right now because my schedule and my wife's schedule is totally opposite. Um and yeah, so we need both of those incomes to make to make sure the lights stay on, um, and so the podcast kind of got back shelf for a second, um, because all these things going on in my life right now, um, so yeah, so I'm going to do a couple mini-episodes, um, on Facebook I did put a post, uh, that any past, I'm doing these early in the morning, and so any past guests, if they are interested, they can jump on um, at any time. So, um, so yeah, so I threw that feeler out there, and we may get a uh, guest on. We may not. Um, I mean, it is early in the morning. The guys that are on early this morning, they're probably out in the duck blind hunting. Uh, If their season is still going on. Um, So yeah. So anyway, one thing I wanted to talk about was. um, Let's see here. Uh, I have talked to a gentleman in the UK. He is a listener to the podcast. And he had some questions a couple weeks ago um, about public tone board jigs. Um, and I wanted to talk about public board jigs versus flat jigs. Um, and slope versus deck height versus bore, um, And the guys that are listening to this w- very much waiting and expecting for an episode about um, uh, Duck Calling 101 with Rob Dixon and some other uh, duck callers um, it, those will be coming soon. I'm trying to time all that out, but right now, uh, I had this question, so I'm going to answer it. Um, this gentleman in the UK, he's really, I mean, the UK doesn't have a lot of duck call makers, to my knowledge. Um, so I talked to him and he kind of reached out and talked to me and we were talking about, tone board jigs, and he used a public tone board jig and I told him um uh, and i i if you're listening to this i I mean this with all respect i I do not want to tear any call maker down at all but um when i I told this gentleman, I said that uh the A tone board, a public tone board is already designed for a certain tone because you already have the slope, you have the deck height, you have all that already figured out. Um, And I, I personally think whenever a company or a person puts out a public tone board jig, they need to put out the bore because, I mean, everything is already determined right there. You're your tone is determined by slope by deck height and by bore so the slope and the deck height have already been determined so you already have a bore already predestined for that slope and deck height um and they say that you know the slope or the uh the bore determines the tone But no, your deck height and with a public tone board jig, your deck height and your slope has already been determined. So I think it is a big disservice that uh, whoever puts these out, do not put the correct bore. If you're going to make it public, make the whole thing public and just stop confusing people. Um, Because there is a sweet spot. I mean, you will find it. It'll take forever, but, I mean, you'll know when you're not right, when you're off, um, and, uh, I don't know, that I'm not going to drop any names of public tone boards, um, but if you've ever, I suggest anyone that's getting into duck calls, uh, start with a Louisiana half inch tone board, and cut your deck height, um, high to where you can and just take that and put it on a file and just rub it back and forth until you sand it down and then sand just a little end off the end of it. Make sure to board very close to the end. You know, adjust where you want that. Um, But when you do that, when you are literally taking that tone board down there's literally a sweet spot. It's going to, you're going to blow on you're going to put in your jig, or you're going to put in your call, you're going to blow on it, nothing. Okay, then you hit it, you take it down further, you're going to blow on it, you'll get a squeak. Nice. Okay, you're going to rub it on, sand it down with the file a little bit more, you're going to start getting a quack. Now it's going to be nasally, it's going to be a nasally quack. Okay, and it's going to be soft. So you sand it more, the more you sand, the more nasally, the more nasally quack you're taking off of it, the more clear of a quack you get, um, and you get, you realize there's literally a sweet spot. So you go, 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 and there's a sweet spot, and then usually you either stop there or you try to sand a little bit more, and then you start getting away from that sweet spot and it will start giving you actually more hold and it will um, start getting a little bit more nasally. So if you want to learn what deck height is all about, start with Louisiana and literally just do it by hand. Um, And then, when, uh, you are, and then what's going to happen is as you're doing that, you're going to blow on it and there's going to be no chuckle, right? So you can blow on it, or you can quack, you can hail, but you just cut, cut, cut. You can't chuckle on it. So what you're going to do is you're going to take the end of that tone board and you're going to just gently go back and forth, back and forth, put it in, in there. And then now you can go check, kick, cook barely and then you're going to go back in there and then work on the little end of your slope again put it back in okay and then eventually once you're at your sweet spot on your deck height and the end of your uh tone board and your board just so happens to be perfect um everything aligns and you realize that there is a perfect sweet spot to your deck height versus your slope versus your bore, um, and everything else is either you're adding nasally, uh, you're adding a little hold. Um, I mean, there there is a sweet spot to a tone board, um, and that's my perfect, per, per, my perfect, my personal opinion. Now. <clears throat> There's one thing you can add to that, and this is where you get like your your differences between your R and T's, your um, your echoes. Uh, the old call makers like Thurman McCann made them longer. If you want a new dimension to that, you either lengthen or shorten your tone tone board, um, and that will give you more play or less play with the reed. Um, on your tone board and you, you, you learn that with the Louisiana when you're adjusting it. So as I'm putting in a Louisiana tone board, you're pushing it back and forth and you're finding that sweet spot there because there is a sweet spot with, um, your, the play of the read and that's determined on how long or how short your tone board is. Like your Thurman McCann tone board, they sounded awesome, but they were much longer. Uh I would love to get my hands on a Thurman McCann just to see what what it what blowing that felt like. Um and let's see, I just got a notification. Did someone jump No. Um No, but uh No, so my opinion on the public tone board jigs and I am not I am not um belittling anyone for using a public tone board jig. I used one. Um my personal opinion is I think all public tone board jigs should come with the um with a card telling you how it should be bored because it is whoever made the original tone board um Boarded out to a certain point, and that's what's designed to be. Um, and so if you don't have it just like that, it's going to cause some issues. Um, and if you bore short or you bore long, you're going to uh, have to adjust it with the file. Um, and I guess you can say that's a custom, but the deck height has already been determined. And your length has already been determined. So you're just making a mutant Frankenstein at that point that hopefully it works. Um, and so I would love to talk to the creator of one of these big tone board jigs and just ask him, like, why don't you give out the the exact specs to the bore? Because I watch videos with you making a call and it sounds perfect. But... um People have it. People have problems with yours, and I've heard so many times where people go, "Oh, I have to sand more, or it never comes out perfect." And it's like because it's supposed to be built, bored out a certain way, and they do not give that specific out. Um, they just give you like a general area. They say bore it between a quarter and a half. Inch from the end of the tone board so um so which is very vague uh so my personal opinion is um if you are happy using a public tone board jig use it if you found the perfect spot for that use it i mean you're doing good i mean i I, the gentleman in the uk i saw your um I, I saw pictures of your calls. They're nothing to laugh about. I mean, those things are fantastic. I mean, those look great. You're doing a great job. Um, I mean, you are just knocking down doors over there. Don't don't feel like you are anything lesser than, than any other call maker just because you're using a public tone board jig. Um, you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, now... If you want to eventually upgrade to a flat toneboard jig, like we talked about, there are options to that. Um, I mean, there there are options. And I mean, you look at these, uh, they're, I mean, Webfoot, Pintail, uh, Doug Hess, they all have flat jigs. Um, and they all have different deck heights. Uh, and so, I don't know if the, was it the foot I think it's the 650 by Webfoot a lot of people like those or the 635's um I forget what Doug Hess is is that 6 uh, I forget but in my personal opinion um if I was to make one a if I was going to make a insert personally I would um There's ways of making your insert without a jig, even a J-frame. And I would have to go, because I went jigless, I've gone jigless with a Catahoula and a Louisiana. Um, I would have to try, it would be a pain in the butt, and it'd take me a year to get one perfect. Uh, But I would literally just go jigless. Um, And I know... A couple of call makers that have gone jigless and they have some good calls. Um, and then of course you turn in that, you send that insert to, uh, Wade at Webfoot and then he'll make you a jig and then you can do it free-handed every time. But making your prototype, um, I mean, you could either go flat jig, which would be the easiest route. I would suggest that. Um, or you could, um, One suggestion for uh, going jigless is you make out your insert, then you just put it in your vice uh, for your drill press, and you're going to have the two corner spots where it pinches into the insert, so um, it's going to look a little ugly, but for a prototype, it's going to work. Um, And then you... Uh, make sure it's level. Put on your vise and um, f- get your calipers out. Kind of figure out where you want your deck height at. Hit it with the pencil. Put in the vise. Put back in the vise and get the coping saw out. It's gonna take forever. Um, probably do it on like cedar or cherry. Um, for your prototype and then just work from there. Um. And then just decide on where you want your length, where you, know, um, where you want your length, where you want your slope. And it's going to be a pain in the butt and super frustrating. And believe me, I know what frustrating is because I'm trying to do something with a metal reed that I've been doing for six months. And I thought I was getting some headway. And it still is just not working. So um, so if it doesn't officially work, I'll come out and give my results of why it didn't work um, and all that stuff and then just shelve it forever. Um, but that's that's how it goes. If you want to make something super unique, go with a flat jig or try go jigless. But if you go jigless, know that uh, it's going to be Especially getting that cork notch right. And getting a nice deck height. um, It's going to get frustrating. Super, super, duper frustrating. Because it's just shots in the dark. It's going to be... um, It's like going to be playing chess in the dark on top of a table saw. So, I mean, it's it's going to be iffy as heck. Um, I would highly suggest... Uh, a flat jig, I that that would be my suggestion, and even I am thinking about doing a flat jig. Um, if I go back to J frame, which is definitely a thought at this point, uh, because J frame can do things that a Catahoula and a Louisiana cannot do. Um, so yeah, that is my my uh, opinion on the public tone board versus flat jig um and in my opinion there is a perfect slope there's a perfect spot for your slope and bore and length and deck height I mean there's a perfect spot and I think some of some of them have found it like, I would say Echo is pretty darn close. Some of the Echo calls are pretty darn close. The R&Ts are pretty darn close at just having the perfect combination there um, at slope and length and tone uh, tone channel and deck height. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a perfect spot. And you can learn that with the Louisiana, starting with the Louisiana and just learning where that perfect deck height is. Um, and where everything's clear and less nasally uh I highly suggest uh if you're getting into duck calls um and you want to uh start with something, just start with Louisiana if you want tips on starting with it, get a hold of me, find me on facebook um and we will get you started so yeah, so that is the episode um on flat jig versus public tone board jig.